I'm gonna bend over, fool. And if you don't fuck me hard enough, I'm gonna squeeze my ass cheeks together and just tear your dick off. You're listening to Blue Yonder with your hosts, Jim Jones, Peter Streets, and introducing Aaron Hubbard. Is this a face-off? Is this like collecting versus playing the game? Oh, bad. Evisceration. Yeah, are yeah. We, are we? I don't, I don't actually... want it to take a uh, adversarial tone, but I just want to talk about like the merits of each. And, don't take that tone and with the me. mentality. Like what? Goes I do in. want an adversarial tone. You do not right. take that adversarial tone with me. Well, fuck you guys. You guys uh, are stupid. Guys I don't necessarily do not agree with me. Your collecting Idiot. stuff is shit. You're just a shit collector. There You're like you that go. guy that takes My- cow pies, schlacks them, and turns them into clocks. That's what your hobby is. Oh like. yeah, how much are your uh, gaming experiences worth in investment dollars? Hmm? Is it going to be called collecting versus gaming or collecting versus playing? I just think it should be called coll- game collecting. So it's just well, about collecting. collecting. Uh, it should be. Here's the title. Here's the title. Game collecting. Oh, good stupid idea collect. or stupidest idea? That's the stupidest idea right Here, there. Here's a good title. Not collecting games. Does it make you a jackass? <laughs> Apparently so, because I have been called that many times. Collecting games. Is it valid? Or, <laughs> or should you chop off your ball? Okay, Jim, you're probably the most passionate about this. Uh, Why? Y- Why? Well, let's not say passionate, because... No, I you do. Lo- I do like to collect. In the last three weeks, you've cited yourself as a collector at least six different times. When I've asked you, why did you do this? That's the type of personality I have, and it comes straight from my father, who collects all sorts of shit, as you guys know. Right, like Star Wars memorabilia, baseball cards, all sorts of stuff. And I mean, like those kind of hobbies just kind of fit right in there because games you're going to collect to have them around to uh, as like investments or to play later. Um, to replay games that you've enjoyed. Now, your collection, right? But your collection right now is pretty weak. Totally weak. Because I why? sold everything to move up to Chicago. Uh, what now? Why? Oh, that weeks makes me weep. Because you had like a talk about your collection at its height. Uh, <laughs> at its height, I don't know. It's not big by any means. I had maybe three hundred games, um, and probably. Seven or eight different systems. Wow. So, like, name the systems. Run them down. That's what I'm looking for. Run them down. Oh, okay. I'll run them down. Um, I had multiple NES consoles. Um, (laughs) Why? Well, why why multiple? Original Famicom? I I did not have a Famicom, Mm. no. I didn't have any uh, non US consoles at all. Did you have the original with the, like, flip up deck and push down? Or did you have, okay. Yeah, I didn't have the 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 late late generation model. No, no, no. Um, but I had that. I had a Super Nintendo. Um, I had multiple Genesis consoles, both Model 1s. Hmm. Uh, I had a 32X. I had a Game Boy, the original Game Boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had a DS. Speaking of that, do you remember the guy at PAX Prime that you was using a, a, a Game Boy as a Walkman? No. You don't remember that dude we met on the bus? He had his enormous, <laughs> like, studio-quality cans. You made out on the bus with some guy who... Yes, I did. We fucked in an alley. <laughs> and I wonder if that means I'm gay. 
But definitely. No, no, the guy, he had these enormous cans. He had this thing. I do it all the time. He had enormous cans? (laughs) This is a dude? You know what? Let's just move on. (laughs) I was going to go into a little cool geek seg. No, go ahead. Go ahead. The guy had had this uh, Game Boy modded up to where it would accept a uh, media, like one of those mini uh, SD cards. And he is running this software that played chiptune music using the Game Boy's chiptune. I mean, it was like, you know, people, he could download these songs and they would actually play faithfully through the Game Boy interface. Interesting. And he was like listening to this really cool chiptune stuff and he was like really excited about Anna Managuchi and, of course, all that kind of stuff. When did we meet this guy? Saturday. You know what? I think we took a separate train. Okay, that, that makes more it. sense. Because I sat and talked to this guy, and like we talked about comics and all this other stuff. Either that, or I was half asleep on the train because we had yeah. to get up early and go back late. So yeah. So anyway, but yeah, that was cool. But then he, you know, he was really particular about it being the original Game Boy and mm-hmm. how awesome that its chip, its its uh, music synthesizer was and. Yeah, that's that's a thing about game collectors. You can go pretty deep down that rabbit hole. Like that Sure. That, there is a lot to collect. There's a lot of different ways and styles of collecting. Um and I I started out just collecting everything and very, very quickly realized that that was a huge mistake because there's a shitload of stuff that has to do with gaming. Yeah. I mean if if even if you don't count like figurines and posters and yeah. all that memorabilia shit, you've still got how many consoles from from the Magnavox Odyssey? Until... Yeah, I was gonna say if you if you counted from the beginning, like the original Pong. Oh, the we've got to be up to alone. I There's bet we've got to be up to 50. 40. 40 or fifty is what my best guess would be. It'd be kind of fun to sit down and like rattle off as many as you could you name. But I I think there's way way more than that because I, I, I mean, mean hell, there's been you... there's been a dozen handheld that I can think oh, of yeah. alone. There's been a dozen Game Boy handhelds. There's been a half dozen Game Boy handhelds, right? <laughs> yep, at least, yeah. yeah. The only games that I would want to collect personally um, would be the games that would give me some kind of unique experience. Like, I would never be the kind of collector, which, as I understand, is the is the most typical type of game collector, who takes them and stores them on a little shelf, likes them to be in their original packaging, likes them to be sealed, likes them to be in mint condition, and just, oh, you know, I guess... That. I mean, beats off to the fact that they have it there. I am that not that me, That almost makes me angry. See, I, I, mean, I think that is a stereotype of game collectors. I think the vast they, they, majority of sure. game collectors don't give a shit about the the condition of the game as long you as it do. plays. Uh yeah, slightly. But I most like 95% of my games were cartridge only and slightly beat up because they're cheaper mm-hmm. and I wanted to play most of them. <laughs> well, my thing oh. is here's here's my argument. Uh emulators. Mhm. If you have a good emulator and the original controller with a USB converter, mm-hmm. what in the hell does the actual playing with the original cartridge and original system get for you? Keeping in mind the fact that Nintendo, like the original NES, looks terrible on a modern TV, whereas an emulator can interpolate that and make it look just as good, like better than it ever looked on the old TV on a modern TV. Like when I was, I, I play quite regularly Castle, the old Castlevania, the old Mega Man series, uh, hmm. Zelda, 
um, Super Mario Brothers with my son uh, on an email. I actually have a dedicated old laptop with a trash screen that just does nothing but Super Nintendo and Nintendo emulation. I've got every Nintendo and Super Nintendo game ever made loaded. All legally... I own the cartridges, mind you. I <laughs> yeah, flashed, he's got stacks. I flashed the ROMs myself. It's like ridiculous. So it's I really. To, I mean, it's getting to be too much. What I have to, to do to maintain the legality of this collection is ridiculous. <laughs> Three sheds yeah. in the yard should not happen. So, and 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 you're gonna <laughs> you burn in hell if you don't own the original cartridges for these. But I, they look amazing. And if I had the original Super Nintendo and original Nintendo, I'd need to keep a shitty SD TV around just to play them. So they look okay. My first immediate reaction is, fuck emulators. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. going to be my response to that. This okay. podcast <laughs> contains adult, using adult language. You have been, you have been warned. Um, Thank you, But my, my second and probably more uh, coherent thought is, th- most people who collect, I think, are collecting for nostalgia. And when you have a game that you remember a certain way and you take it and you put it into an emulator and it looks like you said, completely different then that nostalgia to a lot of people is lost. And that's kind of the way I feel about it as well. Like if I want to play something that I remember fondly from my childhood, I want to play it exactly as I did when I was a child. But the, the, the tactile experience is all about the controller. Wrong. Not if you're going for nostalgia, it's about everything. It's about the controller. It's about, the flashing of the NES as it tries to process too many sprites. It's about the the, the emulator the I played um, faithfully hmm. represents that, recreates that. <laughs> okay, but it upscales. You can turn, to you, your can, you can turn it off. LCD. True, but you can, but it looks just as good as if you played it on an original big screen SD TV because it doesn't like it. Part, doesn't part doesn't make it look high res. I know, but part of the experience is also seeing it with like the frame of that. That S standard vid whatever. TV. So you're you're actually arguing to be a video game collector, you have to keep an SD TV around as well. Um, no, not to be a video game collector, but to be that certain type of video game collector mm. who collects purely for nostalgia. So just, you're saying that just, there is, unlike what I was saying, where I have this stereotypical view of a collector who is somebody who just buys the game, sets them on a shelf, puts them in their garage, never touches or looks at them again. Like you're saying. Right it stacks and stacks. Yeah. yeah. Right. You emulate them. What you're saying, though, Jim, is that, in fact, there is a different type of collector out there, and this kind of collector actually likes to enjoy using the things he gets, and you're yeah. that kind of guy? Are you that collector, or are you the other type? Um, I think or how many types, types of collectors are there? Ooh, three types. <laughs> I, are I would say there are three types. I would say there are Run the them type, down. There are the type who, like you... You envision them only buy games for either investment value or just uh, maybe out of nostalgia, but not to play. Just to have them on the shelf, to sit there, to impress people, whatever reason they want, but they don't play them. Right. Uh, the second type of collector is type of collector doesn't give a shit about condition, doesn't give a shit about value. You they think I give to, a shit? They just want to have the games that they remember fondly and the games that were good and the games they love to play. And then I think the third type would be a hybrid. Who, who remembers? Who remembers fondling games? F- I fondled what? games for years, oh, man. You sound like a Catholic priest. <laughs> so only the bad ones. I mean, I, I guess I get that. I just to me, 
Because I remember playing like Metroid and RC Pro Am on an SD TV, and it's being muddy. Although conversely, I used to own in my bedroom a little three-inch diagonal uh, standard television, color television. Oh, you're talking about the size of your little dick. It was like one of those things you got at Radio Shack that had a fucking handle and it had an AM FM radio. Did you have one of those, Peter? If you played, if you played a Nintendo <laughs> on, if you played the Nintendo Entertainment System on that TV. It looked like some amazing alien invention because the <laughs> the resolution packed that small uh, was like the equivalent of a high def, you know, today. And it just everything. I remember playing Super Mario Brothers and my jaw just dropping. You know, I actually I played it like twelve inches from my face, but still, it's yeah. like it, everything just looks so awesome and smooth. And well, that's because it's feeding it a picture that's fully taking advantage of the native yeah, resolution and right. output of that old piece of shit TV. That's right. why I think your point's entirely valid, uh, Aaron, personally, because if I were to collect, I would be um, kind of the far end of the spectrum. If I were one of the three categories, I'd be the guy who collected to fully experience this nostalgic reliving of my childhood. So I would never think in a million years to hook one of these systems up to my 1080p HD television. Because it's yeah. going to distort it. It's going to look like shit because it's an LCD TV, and the native resolution is going to make this old system look like a pile of poop. So I would actually keep, like, in my geek house, I know I wasn't here for that episode you guys did. Yeah, you don't get to comment on it. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Oh, well, suck my dick anyway. Here it comes. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I was going to say the about... the Catholic priest. What the hell? <laughs> I'm in a holy mood tonight. Um... <laughs> What I would say, uh, in my home, and I've thought about this a lot because I, I still plan on ruling the world, mostly via the show, is I would have a room um, set aside for classic gaming that would not have an ounce of the technology in the room whatsoever. Um, the entire room would be themed um, appropriate for the era of gaming the room is representing. So... If I was going to have a retro room, it would have old 4x3, 640x480 standard definition televisions, and that's Which, it. To me, optimum size on that was about 25 inches. Yeah, I agree. Like, I had a 36-inch... 25, really? 27. What about 20? Twenty? No, I think twenty five. Twenty is twenty five is where it looks the best from like couch distance. I agree. I think a twenty inch looks the best on old standard sets in gaming. Maybe if you're like in, if you want to go nostalgic, I always played in Nintendo on like a like a like a like you said a nineteen inch TV sitting Indian style three feet in front of it. If you're yeah. going that nostalgic, now I'm thirty getting to be thirty four years old, my back can't take that shit. So I would be playing from the couch and a 25 inch is more appropriate. See, when okay. I was collecting, I actually was looking around on Craigslist trying to find an old console TV where it has like, it's built into the wood and it swivels. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's I, what I used to play it on. See, I didn't. I played my TV was when I finally got a real TV was a like a 19 inch with a goddamn dial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the only thing it did is play Nintendo games. Oh, and I also that's also how I played my Commodore 64. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, cool. But my thing is, I guess this, the descent the, the to me, it's all about the games. And yeah. like I said, I clearly remember playing Metroid and being kind of frustrated because the artwork on Metroid, the pixel art, is fantastic. 
but it looked kind of muddy and buzzy because like I'd, I'd like try to squint and get close and try to see the details on Samus's armor or see like uh, I was really fascinated by the sculptures that held the power ups like this weird yeah. alien kind of like in the original movie Alien mm-hmm. how you saw the space navigator and it's like really? he's just like curled up and I'm like what the fuck is that <laughs> it's just like this mysterious civilization I get close to it and yeah. I try to draw it and it just get like the closer you got it just resolved the shit <laughs> Well, you play that on an emulator, it looks crisp, it looks bright, it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. It looks kind of like what I think the but design But it's also, also kind of muddy together. It's, it's basically those filters they put on it. It's a lot like up-sampling a DVD. I mean, the detail is oh, still detailed, but it's, it's know, just kind no. of... No, the, modern TVs can resolve pixels a hell of a lot better than old TVs. I mean, if you get a magnifying glass out and look at an old TV... You actually see in the, you, each pixel is a is a red, green, and what is it? Red, green, and blue. Blue. I want to say blue. Yeah, it's red, RGB. It's red, green, and blue, like triangle thing that is like this fuzz and is in, in, in like this honeycomb grid. Whereas you get a any magnifying glass out now in a high def resolution, you see fucking pixels that are sharp and square and. I'm telling you that the if you get if if you get an SD set side by side and look at a, a emulator with a high def, the emulator is going to be brighter. It's going to be more colorful, and it's going to have sharper uh, resolved details. Well, I mean that may be true. I can give you that, but because I've never done it's a side like by pixel, side, it's like pixel art blown up. I mean, it's really you know you can see the sharp defined edges, but which I think, I think pixel it. art is awesome. It kind of brings it back to, you know, it's a flavor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're really going to collect or reestablish that old experience, you don't, you're like Jim, you know, you know, fuck emulators because you're not after that, you know, improved experience. You don't want to give a boob job to your old slut. <laughs> exactly. you, you want, you like them tits sagging because, oh, it, yeah. because it evokes more than what it's, it's worth more than the sum of its parts to you at that point. But I, the, again, just a descent. I think that what the things I'm most nostalgic that was about a awesome game descent. <laughs> it was. Anyway. Um, Looks better on an LCD. Oh yeah, definitely <laughs> a three inch LCD. In, I think that the things that I think are as when I think of quote unquote nostalgia, I think of like messing with the cartridge to get it to play, blowing on it. Um, Can't do that with an emulator. Trying to like like the way my Atari twenty six hundred would the joystick would pop out of the physical housing because it was badly designed, <laughs> and you'd have to fucking take it apart and put it back together. And but I, honestly, those things are fucking annoying. And How did you to break me, a twenty six hundred joystick. Those things were tanks. No, oh god, you you are so wrong, my friend. No, a, a the fifty two hundreds were like pieces of an crystal, intense but... game of combat. <laughs> Or Yars Revenge or Missile Command would yank that thing right out. Wow, I never once broke an Atari oh, 2600 many joystick. times did I, did, I, did I pull that thing out. God, the demolisher of joysticks. That's <laughs> Aaron's new subtitle. <laughs> but, um, joystick the destroyer. God help I, him. I, I don't know. I just think that those things are kind of annoying about the systems. And emulators give me all the good stuff without any of the bad stuff. I'm playing with the original controllers. And... You know, I can even if I want to, because I, I understand what you're saying about the flicker. But again, the flicker is was a hardware limitation that I find mm-hmm. annoying. I can actually turn that off 
Your and heart, the your heart is dead, Aaron. Your heart is dead. Childhood <laughs> is just a distant memory fading into the haze of okay. your old, you guys, curmudgeonly ways. Like, like you're, you're like saying that, like if I went to go That's fucking awesome. reinvent junior high, or if I wanted to relive junior high because I'm nostalgic for it, I'd but want someone sucked. to beat you me up. Do that, yeah. Not everything about it sucked. Everything about junior I would high just sucked. emulate the part like when I sat in the cafeteria and laughed with my friends about and talked about comic books and Star Wars. Junior and high sucked. Like, hello, I'm reliving it right now. Yeah, but, but that's, saying, see, that's the same you're approach. You're saying if I need to have a heart, I need some guy to come in the door right now and beat me and Jim up and give us noogies. <laughs> hey, I didn't get beat up in school. Yeah, oh, that's right. The you're not even really a, a geek. No, I'm not. You, you converted. I'm a, I'm a stage two geek. You, you converted in adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> which like, which stage is higher? Is more evolved two or three? three. Three. Or, wow. or like I'm not it? sure about that because I don't really agree here with Aaron. I mean, I will, I will stand up and say with Jim that I think that if you're trying to recreate an experience, that sometimes, I mean, I I would say that Sprite Flicker is a lot less of a headache than getting beat up and having your lunch money's taken. But I mean, it's, it's I appreciate a the analogy, but I under, I think it's a little bit of a hyperbole. It's very much like cuz I the other thing that drives me crazy is people that like to listen to vinyl because they say it sounds warmer and yeah. you know they ignore the pops and the hiss and all the other bullshit and it's like in ignoring the fact that well, you can actually hey, get a record. Listen of, to a vinyl record. Yeah, oh. vinyl, yeah, the pops and hisses don't exist on a nice. On a nice piece of vinyl, the pops and hisses are not there, and they will be there if you listen to it enough. <laughs> sure. I guarantee. Sure, they will be. They, they will. They be. develop over time. I mean, it's just like the old. Uh, I mean, tape and uh, shit. I mean, battery backups and old cartridges are now dead. I mean, if you own the real shit, you can't save your Zelda anymore. Well, uh, they can um, be replaced though. Yeah, well, so can the vinyl disc. I'm just saying that sometimes you have flaws. I'm just saying that, like, you guys like the flaws. I like to minimize the flaws because, to me, the flaws get are something you can enjoy despite them. But if you can, someone can say, "Hey, you know this awesome game you used to play as a kid and loved." I want to take. You don't have to blow in the cartridge. You don't have to fucking sweat the controller. You don't have to put up a screen flicker and it's slowing down and locking up. You can just play it. And hey, you can save your progress if you want. And, you know, you can do all these different, you can, like, if you well, don't have time to, you don't have the seven hours it would take to finish this game in one go, save your progress. I'm like, sign me the fuck up, because See, I get all the good stuff and none of the bad. You've moved into a, another part of this topic that I'd like to talk about, which is, like, the mentality of collecting versus playing. Um, right. And you definitely, to me, sound like someone who... I mean, you said as much. Doesn't give a shit about the nostalgia. Just wants to play. I do, the, but I do give a shit about the nostalgia. That's why I'm playing. No, no, the game. no. You don't. You don't. What you care about is playing good games, and those good games are old. Yeah. Like if whether they're old or they're new, that's what you want to do. But I mean, I, I can see someone else saying, "I don't like playing Mega Man because it's fucking sprites, and sprites are you know they, they're just a poor implementation of like a 3D." Yeah, it's like I. Well, that's, that a gra- that's an argument from graphics, though. It's not just well, an argument. But, but I'm saying it's like it's basically yeah, Mega Man being pixelated is, I guess, a flaw because if they could have made it today, they'd have made it high res. Okay. Sure, <laughs> so yeah. it's like I understand there's a limit to this. I'm just saying that, like, to me, my nostalgia is revolved around how the coolness of the games and not so much around the hardware, which was a kind of a pain in the ass. And, I do, uh, I do think Jim's got it right, though. I think you are more of the player. 
whereas Jim's more the collector, and I'm probably more right in between. Hmm. Yeah, I, because I, I, I know that you like actually. to play a lot of games, but you also do have a pretty big collection of games. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, I do, but I mean, I'm not above saying that I play emulator games. I, I have uh, sure. uh, the entire... We just beat well, Mega yeah. Man 2 together like two months And ago. what I mean by play emulated games is um, I don't play emulated games or download anything illegally at all. But if I were... Um, <laughs> wink, wink. Nod. No, no winking. Oh, no winking. I won't, I mean, I won't tolerate any talk of... You know, I, yeah, totally, totally straight-faced without right. suggesting anything besides what I'm about to say. Um, I'd, I would play emulated games. I would even, like, for example, own the entire library of Super Nintendo games on my computer so I could play them and put the filters on and play them looking even nicer and running crisper than they ever did on the old system. Um, however... I also kind of see where Jim is coming from because one of the best experiences I had, one of the best playthrough I ever had of The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past was when I borrowed the actual Super Nintendo console from Jim Jones and his brother and um, took it out of their garage and borrowed two controllers in a single game, which was A Link to the Past, Having the feeling of actually having that hooked up to my TV and feeling the snap of the cartridge as it slides down into the slot, feeling the flick of the big, awkward, boxy purple buttons with the sag in the middle, and the really weird eject switch in the middle of it, and knowing that I couldn't alt-tab out and go to YouTube and watch videos, you know, all day long, or I couldn't alt-tab out and click another high-def screen icon and be off in in a different direction. Being limited in that way, where it was just me and that game, and if I wanted to do something else, well, fuck it, I couldn't, because the console wasn't capable of anything else. Having those limitations set up made me really enjoy my first playthrough of, of The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. And it's probably my favorite... Super Nintendo gaming moment. <laughs> well, I guess I have a similar thought in that... And I've played it me, since on an emulator. The, the, the awesome part about being a kid and growing up with video games is you had the time to, like, plow through a game for hours and hours and hours, whereas I don't feel like I have that time anymore. And mm. and also, it's like, you know, I feel like we're treading into ground, like, you know, geek nursing home ground where we're talking about self-discipline versus, you know, <laughs> lack thereof and all that. But, I mean, I see your, I mean, I kind of, I don't get the, your particular flavor to point, but I, I do get the general gist that, you know, playing a game, like when I was growing up and I could only afford to buy maybe one cartridge every three months, Mm-hmm. You know, I played the living hell out of those cartridges because yeah. it is the only thing I had to do. And now right. we're kind of like, you know, this is kind of something we wanted to talk about a little bit down the road. But I, I kind of get, I kind of get what you're saying. I guess I just, again, with the collecting. I mean, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I think it's cool. Like when I first went over to Jim's house and I saw his closet jam packed full of that shit, I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And I started going through it and it was, I kind of almost think it's fun just to kind of go through and look at all the cover art of the cartridges and like the yeah. fact that Zelda is so cool. It was solid gold fucking cartridge. Like this is special. 
but not the I mean, Super remember, Nintendo one for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, what I, the fuck? I remember well because it's still not a special. I remember when my cousin brought that game home, and it had so much hype. It's the first time I can remember a video game having a goddamn commercial, and <laughs> a weird commercial, by the way. You're talking um, about the original Zelda Aeron? Yes, or, and and you pull that thing out, and it had a, it was solid gold. <laughs> yeah, and it had was... a battery to save your progress. You didn't have to you didn't have to fuck around with a 32 digit code like in Metroid or uh, seeing oh, the God, solid gold is what I remember most about. Yeah, Mark. just I mean that and that's... with the classic or what is it, classic hits or something like that? Couldn't you see right through the case and see the solid gold cartridge? Uh, I think too? so. You had a little wi- cut out window. Yeah, but and I think a Nintendo's goal was they were actually going to make like one game a year that had that treatment, hmm. but then they never did because it wasn't like Zelda wasn't supposed to be the only gold cartridge they ever made. <laughs> but oh, um, there are other gold cartridges. I mean, Zelda Two is a gold cartridge. It uh, is. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Okay, because that's uh, what I thought. Maybe they did third follow party through. ones that they made. Well, Nintendo would probably <laughs> shit blood or piss blood oh, when yeah. they did that. They're like bootlegs, or because whatever. like Nintendo had a, and still <laughs> to this day, to a lesser extent, had a very not cozy relationship mm-hmm. with their external developers, licensees, <laughs> licensees. Yeah. yeah, they kind of really bullied them and back in the day. But um, I, like I said, I, I think it's cool. And if you got the money to spend bully for you, I just, to me personally, it's not worth it. Here's where I would challenge Jim Jones on this. Um, and it's just, it's not a, it's just a friendly challenge would be when it comes to nostalgia that you're talking about, I, I dig it. I get where you're coming from. However, like I'm, I was watching, um, one of Will Wheaton's keynotes address today for PAX and he was recounting his experience in, the era of the arcade, you know, kind of the early 80s before the crash of 83, and talking about how when he was going into these arcade places, arcade machines were everywhere. They were in, you know, places that sold beer. You know, they were in Kroger. You guys all remember the Krogers in, in, in our old hometown always had a video game up front. Yeah, always. Right. Yeah, and I you could walk my mother, please, can I play this thing for five minutes? <laughs> Right, exactly. And they were in pizza places. They were in all kinds of different places. And if you think back on some of your favorite um, moments like we've done before, you kind of, it, you, there are sights and smells and sounds that accompany the experience. And to recreate that would actually be pretty difficult. Like if you wanted to get really nostalgic about the first time you ever played, what's the damn moon game? Moon Patrol. Moon Patrol. If Every you time wanted you to... that, I must do boom, 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 exactly. And it's that sound that evokes so much more, right? Because when you hear that sound, you're suddenly there with your dad, and you're, you're, you know, there's a certain on the chair, and he's, yeah, right. All these things combine make that nostalgic experience. And for somebody who grew up in that era, it'd be really hard to recreate. However, sitting at home in your room playing a home console. The experience still for me would be hard to recreate because, like, if I wanted to relive those great glory days of playing the NES for the first time, I would have to have, you know, my dad there, my mom there, my sister there. We'd have to be, like, eating pizza. There would have to be, like, Bibles on the shelves. You know, there, uh, there would <laughs> well, have but, okay. to be. Uh, yeah, does that, does that can make I, Can I like, make a metaphor, though? Like, because I've said many yeah. times that to me, arcades have to be smoky. Yeah. 
But okay, if, I, if I actually it. had a machine rigged up that had fifty cig- cigarettes being <laughs> and blowing real cigarette smoke, it I would have one piss. of those in my room. We could get that out. <laughs> it would piss me off. I would want a, like a fog machine to simulate smoke, but I don't actually want to. To me, the, the awesome part was just the kind of the smoky feel and how it kind of made a mystical. I didn't enjoy being in done in, inundated with. Yeah, the mysticism. The I agree with. So it's like yeah, the to me, smell, like, not if so I much. Can, if I could emulate the smoke part, but I don't want the smell. And that's the same thing with games. Like, I like the games, and I like the sound, and I like the crude graphics, and I like the, the crude controller, weird... but I don't like the bad stuff. You're like a weird I want the smoke and not the tobacco of like He likes to filter out player... all the bad memories. <laughs> Go You're ahead, like Jim. nostalgic player who wants, like, perfection from everything instead of... I want it. it I want like. everything to live up to where my because my because when I think of my memories of games, they're like these really rose tinted, golden. You know, sure. I don't remember the sweaty, swearing, angry that I got <laughs> at some of these games. I just remember how the good times. You know, it's kind of like you know your your first high school girlfriend. You don't remember what a psychotic bitch she was. You remember how like you know oh, I do how how quivery <laughs> her voice made to sound and how firm her titties were you and you know in high school? <laughs> i actually did it's funny enough but you know what i'm saying i mean like to me i i want when i hook something up now i don't want to see it with adult eyes i want to see it with my child's Are eyes still and, talking about girlfriends <laughs> and having, <laughs> having the, the uh, experience be more perfected or kind of like closer to so Aaron, his experience I, I had back then helps that. Right. What you're saying is you want to relive the experience with the same doughy-eyed na- nativity. Nativity? Man, my my mind's like this. Naivety. Yeah. The same doughy-eyed wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow. The same doughy-eyed wheelbarrow as you looked with. I gotta get the word right. What is naivety? You can't even know. get wheelbarrow right. You keep on saying wheelbarrow. It's barrow. It's barrow. That's, that's like how barrel. we say it in Roveville. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go wash my. Gotta go wash my wheelbarrow in the creek. <laughs> wash my clothes in the creek. Um, um, but let you, me give you, you one more. Let me give you one more um, metaphor, if I may. That well, perhaps go ahead. I think Sorry. I get your points, but go ahead. Well, shit, now I've forgotten it. It's going to be metaphor cast. It's going to be metaphor, metaphorically speaking. What was I going to say? Something about the why I want it to be... Well, I'll just say my metaphor first, and then you can go with yeah, yours. Yeah, okay, good. My metaphor is fuck emulators. <laughs> that's not a metaphor. Oh, it's not? <laughs> no, oh, that's well, a then, statement. You have, okay. to, you have to say the word like or as. Uh, I think we should like fuck emulators. <laughs> like you would fuck Paris Hilton? No, I wouldn't fuck Paris Hilton. Yeah, no. I see what I see what Aaron's saying, but like, yeah. can you really fool your brain, Aaron, into thinking that? Yeah, okay. Oh, I, I remember my metaphor. Like, I thought Transformers was the shit when I was a kid because they had the coolest toys. They had it was fucking transforming robots fighting their battles here on Earth. But if you've ever gone back and watched Transformers as a thirty-year-old with 
you know, kids of your own. I can't do that yet. It is not fun. It's poorly voice acted. The animation is atrocious. They can't (laughs) keep track of what the right colors are. These animators can't keep track of what fucking color Mirage is. And like Prowl's like doors will change color in the middle of the goddamn (laughs) scene. And like all these plot lines I thought were epic are now just the stupidest, most trite storylines you can possibly imagine. The only reason you swallowed is because you're a kid and you've not seen anything better. <laughs> to me, I almost wish like someone could go back and remake the Transformers cartoons in that style with better animation and better plot lines because I can't enjoy them as an adult. And I guess that's Man, why I, I chase that experience with the emulators because it's like my childhood memories with the same classic gameplay perfected. I just don't think you get the point of nostalgia. <laughs> I just don't think you understand uh, yeah, what nostalgia is. How do you, or, how do you see it? I think you narrowly define the nostalgia. I mean, you, yeah. you like, you, or, or you are more fond about annoying nostalgia than I am. I'm fond of how it was when I first experienced it. And if that's terrible, good and bad, you like and, the good, you take the yeah, good and the bad. Yeah. You just want to eliminate all the bad and have only the good. Yeah, because which I mean is valid. I'm not saying it's because like, the other thing is I think I, I think the thing that maybe is different is that I feel like my tastes have definitely changed. I'm more sophisticated than when you were five. God, I would hope so. Yeah, so it's like, but <laughs> I still want to enjoy it as much as I did when I'm was five years old. What kind of wine did you like when you were five? <laughs> Mad dog. That's what my dad. Oh, that's what my dad drank. It was good enough for him. It was good enough for me. Uh, Sometimes I'd get a little chatty, and he'd be like, "Here, boy, sip on this." <laughs> So you're saying that you really don't want to let go of liking these things. Yes. That's why I wish I had never seen Transformers Uh. again. (laughs) Because Uh. now I know, like, that same thing with G.I. Joe. And, you know, it's like you watch these and I'm like, God, it's so dumb. Yeah, and like we talked about with Star Trek The Next Generation, it actually gets better now that you're older. Right, and the classic track and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, like a fine wine at ages. It was like Buck Rogers. I thought that was just shit, too, and I'm sure if I saw it now, I would think it was. And I do know, like, I remember me and Ace Jace, we rented, somehow we found on VHS at, like, the Mr. Video, um, they had the pilot episode for Battlestar Galactica, not remake, original. And we were like, this is going to be the coolest thing ever. So we got like a case of beer and a pizza. We started watching it. I don't know that we made it through the end. And if it did, it was only Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. Yep. Because it was so god-awful. The hair, the costumes, the special effects, the, <laughs> the writing, hair, everything was hair. bad. Hmm. I've and never it, seen I just, it just breaks oh, my think- heart. It's like, you know, it just breaks my heart. Like... You know, thinking how cool I thought Knight Rider or MacGyver. Um, Dude, MacGyver holds Airwall. up. I Does it? MacGyver. Because, like, uh, people make fun of MacGyver a lot now, <laughs> especially with MacGruber. The... And it would really break my heart to think that MacGyver. Well, I mean, he first saw he rocks a mullet, and that's hard yes. to get over. No, it's not. Just get over <laughs> it. That's all you got to do. Just get over it. <laughs> He's got a mullet. So what? I mean, Lots my, 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 one, of my one of my friends in third grade almost lost his fucking eye. Because we are such fans of MacGyver. That's a long story. Well, they, he insulted Dick Dean Anderson. And, and Dick he just Dean plucked his eye out. out. Like, the bri- like, like the bride. Yep. Like Beatrix Kiddo. But the, the, the only thing that doesn't quite hold up is the science now that we're older and know a lot more about science. Right. A lot of that shit doesn't work. Right. Uh, it doesn't. Do that, right. 
but it, that's but why it was it's almost like, hard to have good science fiction for me these days. I don't know about you guys, but good science fiction is difficult because it's hard for me to actually believe what they're presenting on screen. Well, I'm I, excited I think about... we should not go on this topic because this is way tangented. Yeah, true. From true. Where we're at. we're already tangented just talking about nostalgia. Yeah, okay. So let's let's yeah, let's. <laughs> All right, let's burn that. the almanac. Burn the almanac. Get it Actually, back on track. We're back to the future. <laughs> All right. Well, what were we talking about then? Nostalgia versus playing. How much more? I mean, because you know, I'm kind of. I think we've we understand each other. We have, and I just wanted to say, like, as kind of closing remarks, that fuck emulators. Fuck, first of all, fuck emulators. Tim has a very strong pro fucking emulator platform, um, and it's there, buddy. It's got an open USB port. I know, and I'd never play it. Uh, oh, I'm talking about fucking it. Oh god. <laughs> Is I your dick USB ports. 2.0 compatible, or are you more of a SATA guy? Yeah. E SATA. I'm a VGA guy. Oh. Uh, anyway, wow, I just got derailed hardcore. Visa Local Bus for the win. No, I was going to say Visa that. Visa Local Bus has the biggest slots. Anyway. Regardless of where any of us stand, I think like the healthiest thing you can do with gaming um, is to just find like a balance. Find where your sweet spot is. Like if you really enjoy playing games, okay, you don't have to collect. Like be the person who goes to GameStop and trades in all their games to buy get new ones, and right. play those games till your heart's content. Like we don't we don't have to argue and fight about these things. I mean, I'm turning into Will Wheaton here, saying we're all <laughs> like a group of gamers. Let's get together and right. hold hands and suck dicks. But that's not what I'm <laughs> really trying to say. It's just. It's, to each their own. I mean, yeah. it's true. It I mean, it's self. And if you want to just collect, let them sit on the shelf and get dusty and never play them. Do that too. And I, and I will say that after this conversation, I had this awesome idea to get like a series of five by seven frames, like shadow box frames, mm-hmm. and get like maybe my top ten favorite NES games and like hang them up in my den. Like hmm. legitimate works of art, like here's Mega Man, <laughs> here's Metroid, here's cool. Zelda and his gold cartridge, and like you know have him be like you see people with sports memorabilia, have oh, yeah. that only in video games, yeah, yeah. and have like the classic light zapper and the bazooka, oh, yeah. and and I've actually seen people do like blow ups of box art and hang them up as posters and stuff. Well, I'll tell you what I saw cool. when the one thing I forgot about the Geek House is they've got these like Super Mario Brothers stickers. Like you can paint your oh, wall yeah, yeah. like that shade of green and that shade of blue for the wall for <laughs> uh-huh. the sky and then apply these stickers and it looks like your goddamn living room wall is a classic Nintendo game. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more. What I've learned a little from this show is that there is a lot more to the enjoyment of the gaming hobby and so forth than just the game play experience itself. There's a lot of flavor surrounding that. And it's kind of almost uh, Jim Jones' voice tendency, almost, because when you <laughs> when you um, look at the box art, you get a certain electric feel from the thrill of it. You know, I can remember back when I would get a new game I was excited for, like maybe Super Mario 3 for the original Nintendo, just seeing Mario flying at you from the box art with the... <laughs> You know, the tail and the ears. Yeah, raccoon tail. And the bright yellow background. It was just exciting. That part yeah. of it was exhilarating. And and Jim yeah. Jones has mentioned a lot about how fun it was to get the tickets 
you know, to go collect your prize almost, like a mini-game before the game even starts at places like Toys R Us. And all of that is a lot of that thrill is lost when you just fire up a a pretend emulator machine. You don't get any of that. And I can appreciate that. I mean, there's a lot. definitely how I feel. And the way I feel is, and nothing of value was lost. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, uh, But I I understand where you guys are coming from, and I can kind of see that that's cool, and I hope you guys understand where I'm coming from. Definitely, yeah. Love to know where the listener. I mean, I bet there's lots of shades. Like, Peter, you said you're between me and Jim. I bet there's lots of different shades, and maybe even some more extreme than what we are. Oh, oh, Um, yeah. And it'd be interesting to see from or hear from the listeners about that. Yeah, my Peter's only turned shades once, and that was <laughs> the bad did you experience. and clear that up? <laughs> yeah, right away. <laughs> yeah, when you have a case of Purple Peter, that's never good. <laughs> okay, absolutely. Purple Peter, Aaron Hubbard, are we about to end this thing? Let's let's initiate clo- in sequence, okay. in cast sequence. It's about do it. You know what I think we should do is I think we should go nostalgic and take it back to the very first episode of Blue Yonder and just paste the ending onto it. <laughs> You like it? No, because uh, first of all, I've awesome. got the greatest. We're doing it. I got we the have to make the sound ever. better. We can make it okay. sound better. We'll make it sound better. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. This right, is we'll the original intro we'll with a it. few modifications to make it sound better. Okay. Okay, Hit I think that's just about going to do it for episode one of Blue Yonder. Uh, send us emails. We're not on iTunes yet. Uh, <laughs> we don't. We don't have a phone number. Do we have a phone number? Yes, one eight hundred fuck emulators. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, that's it. With that said, I'm Jim Jones. And I am Peter Street. A. Ron Hubbard. Ciao. The name's by my man like you didn't fucking know I got my helmet on and my bitches in check Pack full of ammunition so I get respect Take these big ass boots to kick a bomb in your face Tear the enemies down and put them back in their place I'll make 9-11 like the 4th of July On a rocket ship coming headed straight for the bad guys Cause I ain't going to take no shit Like the wick on my motherfucking dynamite stick Break the wall down, tear the fucking shit out the room Sneak up on the enemies and seal their doom by my man Then y'all can't fuck with it Sit back, light a smoke, drink a 40 last Tell your boss I'll be in there in a minute to front it Throw a ride this kangaroo and fucking scratch my nuts Let's buy my man, ba 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 buy my man ba 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 shit up all across the land Did they destroy the enemies? They ain't leaving this place with a fucking hand grenade That'll explode in your face It's buy my man It's buy my man ba 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 blowing out the bridge I'm the man with the plan And nobody fucks with me, bitch You heard me, yo, no It comes by my man Lock TNT Did the Philharmonic come up at all? No, it didn't. Really? You haven't, you still haven't recorded his ass. I, it's so hard to oh, record. Oh, fuck. If it's not hard, easy to record, it's not hard to ignore. It, wrong. What are you talking about? Because my ears are much more sensitive than the shitty mic on this. What are you talking about, Jim? <laughs> what do you mean, what am I talking about? You know what you need oh. to buy? I don't even know what a Phil Harmonic is. Original microphone that they sell like Best Buy for 10 bucks, the ones on the boom. And aim it at him all day? Yeah. Just sit, sit, at, sit at your desk and just have it set like, you know. Oh, okay. Why I know it. Get a boom mic and lower it down over his no, head while he's at his desk. So gay. That's so gay. I mean, and then, like, ask him to strap on a lapel mic. Why would you want to record this guy anyway? I mean, what's he doing? What did he say today? He said, uh. <laughs> He like rapid fired cuss words out of the blue. He was oh, just like, maybe he does have piss ass, fingers, balls, no, suck, hits. No, and, and then he goes, Oh, we got computer induced Tourette's again. Like, I swear to fucking God. I think he does have Tourette's. <laughs> I think he does, and he tries to use humor to cover it up. 
and tries to play it off like it's just something. Yeah, like I saw this one twenty twenty special where this guy like would say racist things as his Tourette's, uh-huh. and he would cover it by just muttering like nickels, dimes, quarters, because he'd be like, "There's dimes, quarters," and like try to like make it seem like he was just saying. And people instead of thinking he's a racist, they just dimes, quarters. Weird phrases like that over again. Wow. Yeah. I feel sorry for people like that. I saw a program on a. I swear intentionally all the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're going to Gen Con, aren't you? Maybe. Just just to soak it in? uh, Yeah. You don't go to like Saturday. You're an idiot. (laughs) An idiot? Wow. Yeah. It it costs you like 40 bucks. The people watching is amazing. It's the biggest day. And just walking through the minis hall. I don't be able to afford to go. Huh? I'm not going to. You're not going to Gen Con. I'd love to go to Gen Con, but I can't fucking afford to. You but. can't, dude. You just bought an eighty-five fucking dollar plastic figure of a pretend demon, and you can't spend <laughs> the bread for a one-day pass Gen Con. That is to scale. If if we're fighting Orcus, Prince of Undeath, it's not worth eighty-five dollars. It's not worth eighty-five dollars. No. Bear that fucker around your neck. I'm sure they'll let you in. <laughs> well, I definitely have the street cred. Yeah, I should probably take the. And demon. even if you don't go, you should just still go on Saturday and like it's a sit. Four day bad like, price. You don't have to pay. You don't have to pay to get inside Gen Con. You gotta sit outside. No, no, no. He can like go into the main hallway, and there's like stuff. There's lots of stuff you can see there. You can see people's costumes. But that's lame. Them. If I Cost actually went, I'd buy it. I don't want to look at the lame stuff on the outskirts, you know. I want to actually get in there and, you no, know. I mean, get you live my... downtown. If you don't buy a one-day ticket, you ought to at least go. But, yeah, you're you're an idiot if you don't buy a one-day ticket. <laughs> God. He's going to call everybody yeah. an idiot today. This man loves role-playing games and miniatures and card games, and for him not to at least go and check it out is a, is a crime. I know it is. I would at least go down there and get the poor man's experience if I have no other choice. I mean, I, you're right. I'm a stone's throw away. What I'll, what I'll probably do is I'll probably like use my cult skills to befriend someone and walk them around an alley corner, beat the shit out of their head real quick, and then take their badge. <laughs> so you're going to basically yeah. petty. Yeah, I have like an iron rod. Right. I'll wear like a geeky T-shirt just to just to throw them off. That's true. Be like, hey man, check this out. There's some really serious hardcore cosplay going on in this dumpster alley. <laughs> yes. No, I'll probably uh, probably just have to slip my penis around town in order to afford it. But I want to get in there to see Will Wheaton and. Um, oh, Will it, Wheaton's going this year. Will Wheaton and Felicia Day—they have a, a huge panel. Um, Fuck yeah. It's his very first Gen Con. He's, he says he's always wanted to go. This is his first time ever going. I beat, him by, I beat him by a year. Is this uh, going to be a face-off episode? Face-off? You know, what do you think? Really, Whoever loses, we have I, to swap faces. Yeah. <laughs> we have to swap faces, and one of us is going to prison. That's right. That's right. And the other one will, like, make creepy advances on the other's wife and kids. <laughs> and then I'm going to shit your dick out. And then I'm going to shit your dick 